This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome aboard. Let's do this. Public Affairs Radio. I'm Adam Ritz. Jay Baker joining me on the phone. Hey, Jay, how are you? I am doing great, Adam. Looking forward to today's show. Well, we're about halfway through August. We're approaching the end of summer. Uh, football season started, believe it or not. There was the uh, the Canton uh, Hall of Fame game played, and now uh, every weekend from here on out we'll have at least um, preseason football and then the real season starts, and I bring that up because uh, the NFL does such a great job with breast cancer awareness in the month of October, and we'll have a lot of uh, breast cancer awareness uh, updates coming up in future episodes of the Adam Rich Show. Did you happen to catch that um, uh, Hall of Fame game? I, I didn't I even did. see it. You did see it? Yeah, I did. It was, it was interesting because uh, part of it is I love football so much I get two or three news services, you know, that send me information and people get excited about preseason football, at least the initial week of it, because why we've been football starved. So was it a great game? Absolutely not. Did it (laughs) feature a bunch of players that you may or may not see in three weeks? Uh, You know, but, you know, people just get excited. And uh, of course, you know, this Hall of Fame was pretty interesting this year. Uh, They had the 2021 guys combined with the 2020 guys because of the 2020 guys due to COVID didn't really get as big a ceremony. So it really was a star studded event. And of course, it featured a very popular player, Peyton Manning. And Peyton ironically brought his fiercest rival to be part of his induction, Tom Brady. So I think people got excited about stuff like that. I've heard of Peyton Manning. Yes, he. Uh, he I have heard of him. Have. He does <laughs> unbelievable work in uh, with pediatric uh, cancer and uh, children's hospitals. He actually has a hospital named after him, the Peyton Manning Children's Hospital. Yes. Uh, so hats off to Peyton for taking his platform and doing good with it uh, across the board. This is the Adam Rich Show. We're brought to you in part by Vibonomics. You can learn more about them uh, through our website. We've got a logo. Uh, a Vibonomics logo right on our homepage. You can find it easily and find out more about them. Our website is adamritzshow.com. All right, Jay, what's it, what else is happening in your world? Well, uh, there are a lot of exciting events that have happened in the charitable world and also just sort of uh, in general with different uh, lifestyle things that we've picked up on. There is some free entertainment that will be going on until August 24th, the Perseid Meteor Shower, which is one of the more lively ones to actually visit and and look at. There's a number of uh, meteor showers that occur throughout the year. And believe it or not, you can look it up. Uh, This makes sense. NASA has a website that uh, features a meteor calculator that's what they call it (laughs) so if you search nasa meteor calculator it will tell you which uh, meteor showers are sort of present 
the Perseid one, as we said, will be uh, fairly active through August 24th, but there are others coming up. Now, you probably say to yourself, well, if I'm going to go see a meteor shower, I don't want to stand in some bright parking lot. I'll never see it. And, of course, you're going to need this website. <laughs> and I laughed. It's from an organization called the International Dark Sky Association. Oh, that's uh, great. We, we have no idea what their get-togethers are like. They sound like pretty serious people. But they have on their website a dark sky finder. So, yes, you will have to get away from an urban area. Usually you don't have to travel too far, but you do kind of want to get out of the overall, they call it light pollution, in urban areas so that you can get a better uh, look at these meteor showers. And, but they, it's free entertainment. And you're telling me this website will tell us where the darkest darkest skies are <laughs> yes the I, dark sky finder I, and remember this name international dark sky association now wouldn't you just look up into the sky and if it was dark you found it <laughs> and you'd probably have to commonsensically just m move away from a big city so the, yes. the farther you go out into the boondocks the darker the skies right. i'm glad there's we, a website now to tell me that well, absolutely. And of course, we record this show in an urban area, so our skies are not so good for this. But yes, you do need to travel some uh, some miles out of town to get that best viewpoint. Do you so, have that URL handy? <laughs> I don't know the specific uh, URL, but it does say the International Dark Sky Association. I mean, I would uh, I would caution our listeners too to to not Google the Dark Sky Association. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like something from the Marvel Comics group, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you might get on a watch list for joining. Uh, you know, they think you're a witch or a warlock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get on the mailing list. It might cause trouble at home. Uh, last Monday in Deadwood, South Dakota, the Buffalo Chip Legends Ride, which is a pretty <laughs> humorous name, they actually raised $149,000 for charity, and that money goes to nonprofits like the Black Hills Special Olympics. This organization has raised over a million dollars since 2008, the Buffalo Chip Legends Ride. And, of course, it's part of the big South Dakota goings-on with uh, motorcycles uh, in the summer. So I thought that was interesting that there was a charity associated with that. Uh, yeah, with the Buffalo Chip. The and, Buffalo Chip Legends Ride. And w so this is a, a motorcycle ride. Yes. And uh, it's just, you know, named in, in honor of the Buffalo Chip. So there's no real... When you first said buffalo chip, I thought it was like uh, a toss, like to see how far you could throw a buffalo chip or maybe skeet shooting. They'd throw a buffalo chip in the air and you'd shoot it. This is just yeah. a, a, a motorcycle ride named after the buffalo chip. Named after the buffalo chip. And, and presumably in South Dakota, there are more buffalo chips than there are, let's say, in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. and It's harder, harder to find a decent buffalo chip. And for our... Listeners that may not be familiar with the buffalo chip, Jay, why don't you let us know in the well, kindest the, terms possible what a buffalo chip is? Well, you probably know with any system, whatever goes in has to come out. And with the buffalo system, 
he eats hay and grass, and then there's a byproduct produced, uh, which is affectionately known as the buffalo chip. Okay, that was a a fantastic explanation. Very well done. I think that's a good PG-13 version of that. Very well done. Uh, Brian Schwartz uh, took an unfortunate situation and turned it into quite the positive. It's kind of amazing what he's been able to do. He lost his job early on due to the COVID pandemic. And he felt like he had some downtime. So he started doing some landscaping for needy neighbors in his home state of New Jersey. Well, as he started doing this, he got more and more demand for what he was doing. So he created a nonprofit. And if you go to I Want to Mow Your Lawn, which I know is a long string, but the literal words, I want to mow your lawn.com. He has created, that's the official website for this nonprofit. He's now doing business in 16 states with helping needy people get their lawns done. That is unbelievable. I, I think I've, I saw that on uh, Instagram. I'm pretty sure I saw the same story. Yeah, yeah. It, it turned into a big story. Uh, basically, if you go to I want to mow your lawn.com and they do, you know, obviously if it's, you know, if, if, if you just want your lawn done because you're like Adam and I, and you just don't feel like it, this is really not your organization, but they've done a lot for veterans and people who have infirmities. You enter your zip code and Brian has put together a team of volunteers to do yard work. And as I said, 16 States are involved doing this. He's actually sat down with professional landscape landscape people and urged them to help out because it's good PR for their company. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, I thought that that was really cool because that's uh, a literal grassroots organization. Literally, Uh, yeah, I like that. Literally, there you go. Uh, I thought this was a a good touch. As you know, uh, one of the probably the most horrific things that any family can go through would be a suicide. And the National Suicide Prevention Hotline has worked in conjunction with several schools and universities to put the National Suicide Prevention Hotline on student ID cards in several states. That's a great idea. I think so, too. Obviously, uh, they're trying to reach young people and make it readily available because your student ID card is very much an important part of you getting around school. So it's going to be with you always. The number is 1-800-273-8255. Or you can text HELLO to 741-741. And the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is uh, a free service and always confidential. So they try to remove the stigma if somebody feels like they need uh, some suicide counseling. Uh, They try and knock those barriers down so that you can reach out and get help. There's always a a solution to every problem. And how how many uh, do we know how many schools are doing this? Uh, right now, the phrase I used was several states. They're trying to get more people engaged, but it is school systems all the way from New York 
out to Colorado, Arizona. So uh, while not all schools are participating in it, I'm going to guess that more will as we get the word out. Yeah, fantastic. Great idea. I think so as well. Uh, Here's something. This is just an interesting sidebar. You know, whether this changes your life or not, we're not sure. But, you know, we here at the Adam Rich Show, uh, as you remember, Adam, we told a worried populace uh, during the ketchup, the so-called ketchup shortage crisis, we calmed the nation. I remember. We told everybody that the ketchup manufacturers would pivot and the proper ketchup, either in packet or bottle form, would make it out to your favorite restaurant. And I think by quelling those fears, America has learned to rely on us. And we did make it through that together. Yes, we did. Uh, no, nobody was harmed. Everything came out just fine. And I bet right now, if you go to your favorite restaurant, ketchup is readily available. It's right there. Uh, you know, there was no uh, panic from people that thought they only had mustard. I have to only yes. put mustard on my French fries. This isn't going to work. Yeah, there were some people that uh, opted to not use ketchup because they thought that they were contributing to the shortage. Well, rest easy, America. Although a lot of people discovered the pure joy of a French fry, of a French fry dipped in mayonnaise. Yeah. Oh, I love because that. Something that's fried needs more fat. We've always said that. Yes. Don't yes. don't be shy about your saturated fats. Uh, but here's a kind of a cool, interesting Adam Rich show fun fact. Uh, Stonehenge, they've now sort of determined through some recent scientific study that Stonehenge is almost 2 billion, with a B, years old. The famous stone sculpture in England, almost 2 billion years old. And that's back right about the time that dinosaurs were on the planet. So that does beg the question, once again, not to be controversial, but perhaps there were men walking around with brontosauruses. So aliens. I thought I thought that was interesting. Aliens. Oh, aliens. Aliens. Uh, but uh, they came up with this. And this is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, a worker, he was an American, was working in England with a core drilling company back in 1958. They took, extracted a core of the material that's in Stonehenge. Uh, and by permission, they gave this worker the right to take it back to the United States. We here in America researched it for several years. But when it made that its way back to England, they did some uh, study and determined that Stonehenge is nearly two billion years old, thanks to, and they nicknamed it Stone 58. They were able to do some study on that. So, what was, I'm going to put you on the spot here, prior to this two billion year old mark, uh, how old did they think it was? They thought that it was maybe about a billion years old. And so they think now that it's twice as old as what they thought it was. That's unbelievable. I know billion goes back pretty far. That's pre-internet and pre-cable TV. Uh, but two billion. Now that, woo, dark ages. That is uh, that is quite <laughs> some time ago. I think so. I thought that, That's I, older I, than I, Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, how about this one? Hey, I just heard Stonehenge is older than Earth. This really throws some real controversy. I, I think it doesn't. I think it there was the Big Bang Theory, then there was Stonehenge, uh-huh. then Earth yeah. grew underneath Stonehenge. Wow, it grew out of it. 
and then 80s rock, and then what, what came then, after that? And then here we are today. There's here your we quick history of, uh, of the universe. We just brought you up to speed, and at no additional cost to you. Uh, <laughs> I thought the... I thought this was a great idea for a charity, and this does show you, once again, how something small can become something big. This is a group in Kalamazoo. They have billed themselves as Guys Who Give. And what they have pledged to do is donate one hour once a quarter. And they have approximately 100 members. And those 100 members nominate a non-profit organization uh, once a quarter in their meetings. And all, all the non-profits that get nominated get put on a piece of paper. They draw three non-profits from that hat. And then the members who put nominated those not non-profits get five minutes each to speak about why their non-profit is... Uh, is viable and why you should donate to it and then they vote during the meeting and whoever is the number one vote that organization immediately you either donate a $100 check or you visit the website and give $100 so each time each quarter they end up donating $10,000 to boost a local nonprofit. That is a great idea. So at first, I, I thought you meant that these hundred people donated an hour of time to a charity. You're saying once a quarter they get together for a one-hour meeting, they and then they pick a charity, a and all one hundred of them give a hundred dollars to that charity. Right. That is fantastic. So, so what they try to do is attract members who want to give an hour a quarter, and then the other requirement is they give $100. And I think $100 is significant without being an overwhelming thing for people to donate uh, charitably. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a great amount of money to give. It doesn't, uh, it's, it's not that much, but it's a, it's certainly enough that especially with numbers like a hundred people and you have $10,000, I mean, can you imagine yep. if their group got up to a thousand people? It's impressive. And uh, you can learn more now. Of course, this is Kalamazoo based, but it might give you some ideas to create perhaps your own organization. Uh, it is guyswhogive.org. All right. Guyswhogive.org. But I, I thought that was extraordinary. I like those easy uh, URLs, guyswhogive.org. .org. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like um, there is a wine connoisseur who had worked with a small winery in a little com uh, community called Paso Robles in wine country in California. He helped create a charity called Must Charities, and he wanted to create the world's greatest wine auction. Now, those were lofty goals. He didn't get quite to the world's biggest uh, wine auction, but his latest wine auction raised $1.3 million for the Boys and Girls Clubs of California. Uh, and it's, uh, it's in an organization that each year does a wine auction, and it's because of their close 
association with several small wineries in wine country. That is <laughs> that is fantastic. $1.3 $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1
charity ride is on this year. And for some of these things, these are kind of cool bucket list things. If you've always said to yourself, hey, I'd love to participate in that because, you know, uh, the ride goes through some tremendous uh, uh, scenery in the northeast uh, section of the United States. So it's something uh, that you should look into if you're a motorcyclist. Maybe, again, we'll have to take this show on the road and broadcast live on a motorcycle <laughs> during the Kyle Petty uh, uh, motorcycle and, ride. And you and I are, are such dorks that I'm sure us piloting a motorcycle anywhere, really, there's no safety concerns whatsoever. Well, I envision us in the sidecar. <laughs> I do, um, too. <laughs> and in the same sidecar. <laughs> I think so. Wouldn't that be great? I, I think we could both fit. Sure. We'll just, we'll just squeeze in. Yeah. No, no problems there. Uh, Christie's Auction House is doing uh, something very cool. As you probably know, if you've guessed that, hey, Christie's Auction House is kind of a foo-foo organization. Indeed it is. But they're teaming up with some artists and a couple of lobby groups, one of them being client earth is the name of this organization and what they are doing is they're taking the proceeds from some of the auction house art items and giving it to client earth to share with the appropriate charities and they are expecting to raise about 10 million dollars for ecology oriented charities this upcoming year another job well done yeah, and, uh, you know, guys like you and I aren't going to be buying a lot of art from Christie's Auction House, but, you know, somebody who's listening to this has the right do-re-mi to spend some money with Christie's now, Auction House. So. How, how dare you? Maybe I, <laughs> maybe I uh, am uppity. Maybe I'm in the uppity crowd I mean, that purchases art. You don't know. How dare hey, you? You could. You could. <laughs> I could see a nice paint by number done by someone in your home. Don't you? Don't you? There's art all over my fridge. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I know how much you love interesting snack items. So let's end on an interesting snack item note. Okay. Uh, Kraft and Heinz paired up, and this was a pairing about two or three weeks ago to create Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream. And I don't know if you saw anything about that. I did, I did see that. Uh, a lot of the news programs and morning news programs cover that. Uh, I think they all tried it and liked it somehow. Yes. Just the name of it makes me cringe, but uh, people the did, did enjoy it. Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream. It sold out pretty quickly. It sold out officially in about 10 days after it was released, but they are restocking that. So it is an item that's worth looking for in your local grocery store. Almost along the same lines. Uh, here, here's a great idea. How about Flaming Hot Cheetos ice cream? No, no. 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 How about no? Are you saying no? You to would like flaming that? Hot Cheetos ice cream? I don't know. the The flavor combination sounds so eccentric. It's going to be available in stores through September thirtieth. No. And uh, 
it's it's a conjunction with a company called Marble Slab Creamery. It's going to be available in about 300 U.S. locations, mostly southeast United States, but flaming hot Cheetos ice cream. How about ketchup ice cream? Do you think that would contribute <laughs> to the ketchup shortage if they started making ketchup <laughs> ice cream? Hey, if but, you ran uh, out of ketchup, you could just melt some ketchup ice cream, warm it up, and, and you pour it all over your fries. I think it does open the door for more interesting flavor combinations. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese or Flaming Hot Cheetos Ice Cream. I, uh, if you I keep your know. eyes open, uh, those are going to become available. I'm pretty standard when it comes to my ice cream. I just, you know, my... The, the farthest on the ledge I'll go is, uh, you know, um, coconut cream pie ice cream. I love that. Yeah, um, that you know, sounds I, good. I'm not it's not just chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry for me, but uh, I like coconut ice cream. But you start bringing in other food flavors. I don't need McRib <laughs> ice cream. Um, barbecue McRib sauce ice cream, ice cream does not, isn't going to cut it for me. No, well understandably uh as you well know with the uh pandemic sometimes come shortages and uh with everyone sort of returning to the office um we now have a stain removal uh shortage in some stores so stain removal products <laughs> are finding themselves short now we want to alleviate your fears we don't want you to rush out and buy stain removal uh, products and hoard them. But uh, some stores are getting a bit of a shortage. You know, the interesting thing is that you may need some stain removal if you have melted mac and cheese ice cream on your couch. <laughs> All right, Jay, uh, thanks for joining us. Love the insights. For our listeners, you can learn more about this show on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.